What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. What's Good Hey ladies and gents, this is your girl Brianna Javon with another episode of What's Good Podcast. It's been a minute and I know we're going to have to have a conversation for another time, but we do have a bonus episode today and this is for a Sweet Life series. This is an event that's coming up in December, December 12th through the 13th, right Melanie? Yes, December 13th. December 13th. Okay, so December 13th, and it's going to be amazing. So today, we have a guest. Her name is Melanie. Say hey, Melanie. Hi, everyone. All right, so you guys know we do not have interviews. Instead, we have genuine conversations. So let's get into it. Melanie, we usually start off with an icebreaker. Are you ready for your icebreaker? I'm ready. Okay, so your icebreaker is, what is the biggest misconception about you and your field of expertise? I think the biggest misconception, I am in the fitness industry, and I have been told this by a lot of people, even people I'm close to, that a lot of people in the industry just care about their looks, they're really vain. They're not really getting anywhere in life. Or I hear the common thing of what is having a good body get you? And I think that if it was to the extent of just having a good body, a lot of us would have quit a long time ago because that's only so fulfilling. A lot of us are there for so many different reasons, myself included. Anxiety, depression helps give you motivation. It helps put you in a routine and maybe help with your business or keep your life on schedule because you're teaching yourself dedication routine. There are so many reasons to be there. That's just outside of maybe looks or, you know, the results it's about the journey and and who you become. Absolutely beautiful. I want to tap into that. So, so many different layers that you mentioned. So let's go ahead and get into the genuine conversation. I usually start off with who is the guest. So for you, who is Melanie? So my name is Melanie. I have been in the fitness industry for almost four years now. I originally started, I was suffering with like a lot of anxiety, depression, um, unhealthy coping mechanisms, drinking a lot, drugs, just really lost in life in general. And I had met somebody really special to me that's my coach now and decided to do my first bikini comp. And after that, I've competed for the past three and a half years. I did worlds for for the bikini competition two years ago, placed in top five. I was really proud of that. And somewhere along the journey, I've done so much modeling, networking, and most importantly, starting my fitness line, Pretty Fitwear. Beautiful. So I want to go ahead and tap into the anxiety. I know with especially COVID, even before COVID, it just 
pretty much more of a conversation when COVID-19 happened, when it came to anxiety, when it came to depression and other mental things that people deal with on an everyday basis. I know for me, it was more so anxiety. So I want to ask you, when you were having those thoughts or different triggers and things that came around that pretty much triggered your anxiety, how did you get a hold of it? Or how did you even recognize that it was anxiety? Because I didn't even know mine was anxiety. I just knew my chest was hurt and I was breathing hard. I had no idea until I actually had those conversations with people and people were like, Brie, that's anxiety. So how did you, for one, recognize or understood that that's what it was? And how did you, like you mentioned, those coping mechanisms to get through those moments? I think I had been, you know, coming out of that point in my life where I was just running away from my problems, partying, dating people, barely getting by financially, and we're heading another recession. So that's another story. But I think that those were my only coping mechanisms. So I had to find other things. And I've always been very interested in psychology. So I was like, I really want to find out what's going on because mentally I knew that there were a lot of things going on in my head that just didn't feel okay with me. And I'll just label them as like general anxiety and depression, but there was a lot of trauma that I had refused to deal with and was just thinking that eventually one day it would go away. And it wasn't until I started, until I started educating myself about certain things, reading psychology books, listening to podcasts, trying to figure out if there was anybody who had gone through what I was going through at the time. And eventually I did seek out therapy. And I think that was life-changing for me. I don't think the therapist really gave me any new information, but having somebody to listen to that doesn't make you feel judged and kind of sort out and say out loud what's going on in your head was so beneficial for me. And I started to realize upon listening to podcasts and research that, you know, as a society, we were all going towards this point where a lot of us in the United States were dealing with anxiety. And I wanted to start to get a hold of mine, whatever that looks like for me through working out, through different things, therapy, meditation, sound bath, so many things I've tried to deal with my trauma and anxiety and recognizing it as well, you know, when it comes upon us that we need to not seek external things when we're going through anxiety. Like if we feel uncomfortable, we don't have to go out into the world like that. We don't have to pressure ourselves to go to social events, pressure ourselves to throw to throw us into work or whatever it may be call a lot of people to distract our mind. We don't always have to distract. Sometimes you can sit with that feeling and find something else to do. Maybe just breathe, maybe just sit with it. Maybe recognize that you need to spend time alone in that moment until you collect yourself. It's just really being very gentle with yourself and what you're going through. And if you have to counsel and let other people down, like that's fine because you can't let your down. And the more you avoid and the more you cover things up, the more it's not that it won't always be there, but the more that you're never going to recognize those feelings and deal with them. Mm, 
Now, I'm hearing discipline as you're talking. A lot of people hear podcasts, they go to therapy sessions, but then they find themselves back in those ruts, like you mentioned. And so as you're saying, it takes a lot of discipline not to go back and go towards the external things or putting yourself back in those predicaments. How do you discipline yourself to stay on the right track? It's hard. I won't lie and say it's not hard. Healing is definitely not linear. And when you realize that you're backtracking and you're doing unhealthy coping mechanisms to deal with your anxiety, and there's so many unhealthy coping mechanisms, especially in this day and age, that exceed just the normal drugs and alcohol. It can be with dating. It can be throwing ourselves into work. It can look like spending hours on social media to distract our minds when we know that that's not going to help us in the end. And if you do those things, it can also look like beating yourself up as an unhealthy coping mechanism. Because like I said, healing is not linear and you have to train your mind, like you said, discipline. And when you track backwards, tell yourself tomorrow's a new day. It's okay. Tomorrow is a fresh start. It's fine. That's the beauty of being human. That's the beauty of living on this planet is that tomorrow will always be a new day. And this stuck with me a little bit. You can always hit rock bottom and come back up no matter how far you've backtracked. If you recognize it, you need to start building what looks like a better tomorrow. Slowly, slowly, whatever that looks like for you, you have to recognize any positive steps you're making. Maybe you haven't taken out the trash in two weeks because you've been anxious, you've been suffering from depression. It can even be something as small as that. Like, hey, you know what? Like, I took out the trash today. I went to work. I did some dishes. And then you build from there. Like, okay, so I'm going to continue doing this. And just because 10% of your month was spent backtracking, are you going to let that ruin the possible progress of 90% that you could achieve? Right. And you know, it's crazy when you mentioned taking out the trash can. I literally learned maybe, maybe it was a few months ago, that making up your bed is another progression with like moving forward because you could just be in your bed, depressed, anxiety and things of that nature. And you just wake up every day, get dressed and leave out. And just making up your bed is like a start of the day, you know, just getting into that routine of wanting to do one thing better than what you did yesterday and just making up the bed is a difference. All right. So let's get into now the healthy side of things. Like you mentioned, working out, things of that nature. That is a struggle of mine. When I saw your page, I was like, okay, homegirl, <laughs> look at you. So we talked about the depression, the anxiety, and now we're turning the leaf to not only getting our head together here, but making sure that we get together on the inside and outside. Yes. So I'm such a firm believer um, in working out and it does link to the anxiety and depression and the discipline that we were just talking about in a way, because I think that if you give yourself a good workout routine or you plan something for yourself, let's say you want to do five to six days a week, 
but you only end up going three or four days. Life gets busy. You're going through something. You couldn't make it. That's like progress at maybe 50 to 60%. But if you keep setting goals and the entire year you're making progress 50 to 60%, you're 60% closer to where you want to be. So a lot of keeping that discipline is imperfect, imperfect progress towards your goals. And then working out, it just releases that serotonin. Mm. So whatever you're going through, it's going to give your body that good release. It's going to give you that mental high. It's going to give you that motivation, that discipline to do more. And if you've noticed, if you work out, you know, in the morning, like you said about the making your bed, or if you work out earlier in your day or right after work, you don't come home and get dressed and all that, then you kind of have a high to do other things because you're stuck in like that serotonin release. You're doing something good for yourself. And even though you're doing it for your body, it's almost like you're telling your mind, like, I'm doing something positive for myself. So at a basic level, your body and your mind is going to recognize like doing something, doing something good for myself. It's self-care. So with that being stated, what does self-reflection mean to you? Because as you mentioned, you know, you got to sit with your body, you got to talk with your body. I'm going to change my mindset about this. So what does self-reflection mean to you? I think self-reflection is sitting down and looking at your life and, you know, looking at where you want to be and where you are, because you can't completely discard all the positive things in your life. Like I know sometimes I'm at such a rush to my goal that I forget about, you know, everything that I've accomplished or everything that I should be grateful for. Even if it's just, you know, you purchase some shoes that you really wanted, but you really wanted those shoes, you purchase them, you have them, you're wearing them, and you don't ever like take the time to be like, these shoes are nice. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, my hair looks good. I spent a lot of time doing it or I invested time in that. Like you need to take those moments to reflect on the positives of your life, no matter how small they look. You have to think about that and then your goals in life, what they mean to you, why you want them. You really have to write those down. And if they are going to provide happiness and if leading up to that goal, you have to enjoy the journey a little bit. I think that is self-reflection. And also sitting down and realizing where you're the problem and mm-hmm. can help yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that happen if we don't take care of ourselves and that's with everybody. So for me, I literally had to sit down and self-reflect like, okay, homegirl, this is what we got to do. Let's go ahead and do it. I know we don't want to today, but we got to make it happen. And so do you have a lot of self-talks when it comes to we got to make sure we work out today or we got to do this or we got to do that. What does that self-talk look to you when you try to motivate yourself to keep moving and keep pushing? I think, so at the beginning of my fitness journey, there was a lot of like negative self-talk when it came to going to the gym or even just getting myself to go in there. But I think once you start making it a routine for yourself, like you 
basically force yourself. You don't think about it or you just, I kind of just tell the voices to shut up. Like if I'm arguing with myself about something positive, you know, like posting something on social media, I'm like, Oh, who do I think I am? I'm a loser, blah, blah, blah. Like that negative self voice or, you know what? I can do it tomorrow. I've already had a long day. You're tired. Like that little procrastination voice in your head. I literally just, I'm like, shut up. Like, don't listen to it. I like try to find a moment where I'm just like quiet, these negative talks in my voice. And then I'm like battling with it in a way. I'm like, go to the gym, go to the gym or post the picture, post the picture, work on this. Like you need to do it. Like I try to counteract the negative self-talk. And I think eventually one day, the more you recognize that negative self-talk, like you said, you recognize it in yourself and you try to counterbalance it. One day you're eventually going to train your mind to only have positive Mm self-talk. It's just a matter of every time recognizing that that's what you're doing. You're like, Hey, this is not, this is negative. And like, let me say something positive. And I think I do this even when I catch myself like, Oh my God, you look gross today. You look disgusting. Like whatever, just leave the house like this. You have things to do. Then I force myself to stop. I look in the mirror. I'm like, you're beautiful. You look great. You're capable. And eventually those will be the only voices you hear will be positive because we're so used to and so conditioned to putting ourselves down that it does take a lot of discipline to train our mind the other way. But it is important that we recognize and we do it because why do you want to live your life miserable and being your own worst enemy? It's just, it's not healthy. And I think you have to take accountability for it now because it can only get worse. Mm-hmm. So true. That was good. All right. So let's get into your business. We have Pretty Fit Wear. How did it come about? It came about, I had the ideal for a while. I had the clothes. I started private labeling for a long time. And a good friend of mine was having a fitness wear, a fitness event. And she asked me to sell my clothes. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not ready. Like nothing. I was typical, like too scared to start my business. I had a lot of negative self-talk at the time that I had to overcome. And it pushed me because I felt like, I was doing it for her to support her and be able to sell my line there. Even though I I was doing it for me, I felt like I was doing it for her. So it was more motivating for me because I'm, I'm a giver. I love community and that really pushed me. And then, and I didn't even expect to sell one thing at that event. I ended up selling it. So I was like, you know what? I need to go forward. And then going forward, This will be my first time that all my designs will be my own designs. I've been able to find a manufacturer to help me. And it just means a lot to me because I need this creatively to come to life. I really want to put my work out there because I have been working on my designs for over a year. But more than anything with my business, I love like how many people I've been able to reach out with the community I've been able to create and hopefully I will be able to get to the point where this is like a big community project for me and I'm inspiring women to you know feel confident 
feel sexy and to have a community where they're motivated to stay in the gym and have healthy things in their life and do something for themselves as a woman. Beautiful. Now, were you always had like a sense of designing skills or did it come about as you were getting the, getting the at leisure wear together? So I think even as a child, I grew up as the youngest of five. So I got a lot of clothes that were passed down. I never got to like go shopping, pick out my own. I've always love fashion since a young age. I've always been obsessed with my sisters are wearing what my mom is wearing. And I would always cut up clothes like since the time I was six or seven. And I think my mom taught me how to hand sew because she saw me cutting up the clothes. So like by 10, I was hand sewing. And I think I would even get paper. My mom has pictures of me and like make clothes out of paper. So I think it came from this that I couldn't afford the clothes and I wanted to make something of my own. I always loved fashion. And finally this year I had the confidence, like, you know what, I'm going for it. Like I am going to make my own clothes, whatever it takes. I bought a sewing machine this year and I just want to get my things out there. So it's always been a part of me since I was younger creatively but it's also come from a point of what is the word I'm looking for resourcefulness Mm. resource and finding a way when you know there's not a way financially there's not a way Mm -hmm. so I do want to tap into the business part a little bit a lot of people feel like overnight I got this plan and we're going to make it a success right what is one thing in the journey of now being a business owner that you learn, either if it's paperwork or like you mentioned, resources or research? What is one thing that you learn as a business owner to where you got to where you are today? I think one of the biggest learning curves is just get started. Like I said, for a long time, I was scared to get started. I'm like, who do I think I am? I don't know anything about I don't know anything about business. I don't know anything about management. I don't know anything about design. I wasn't very good at drawing. I didn't know a lot about marketing. But I feel like when you start, it forces you in a way to figure all of that out. But Mm -hmm. if you never start, even though it's bad, horrible, I won't lie, you're going to have a lot of self-doubt. And nobody that is starting their business, no matter how it looks, has it figured out. Like, I can promise you that. Even the people that are making like $6,000, $10,000 a month on their business, when you get the opportunity to talk to them, they are still a mess in some aspects that they have to grow and they have to learn, whether it be marketing that they're not very good at, or they may not be very good at management, but they're an excellent marketer or finance. They're still learning about, and there's still so many ways their business is losing money. So I think that it could be scary because we see these people with their businesses going and we think that they have it all figured out, but that's just what we perceive through social media. Like if you start on whatever you have, you will figure it out along the way. And you realize it was always about the journey. Mm -hmm. It was always the person you're growing into. 
And you teach yourself so much as a business owner, because truthfully starting out, you can't afford any help. Mm-hmm. And it like that for a while, like the first five years you, so you grow so much as a person. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So this is a good way for us to go into our special segment. It is called pretty much highs and lows, peak and valleys, just understanding your highs and learning lessons. So one in particular, let's go ahead and start with your highs. Anything that you've done, if it's personal, business, whatever, that you literally pat yourself on the back and was like, Melanie, girl, you did this. (laughs) (laughs) I think any highs I'll do one for my personal life and one for my business I think my I was like competing getting my pro status stepping on a world stage that whole process happened within two years of competing and when I thought about that I knew it was one of my long-term goals but it felt like some far-off fantasy Mm. and then I started focusing on like each day ahead of me versus like winning in the goal. And then before I knew it, I'm like stepping on this world stage and actually competing. And I'm like, wait, this wasn't supposed to happen this soon. But I think because I was like building in the process, I wanted to become this person so badly that I became this person. So I look at it and I'm like, you did that. Like, that is crazy. I cannot believe it. I still think about it. And I'm like, that's crazy. The amount of confidence it takes to do that. So that and then as far as like my business, I knew I always wanted to design clothes. But I just went through where I was like, you know what, like, F this, like, I'm tired of dealing with other people and their materials and it not being exactly what I want. And I want something specifically curated for me. And I was thinking this was going to happen in like the next three to four years, but I lost my corporate job and I was like, you know what, God, like you are telling me that I need to focus on my business. Right. I was, you are telling me that this is the next step. So I've never gone a hundred percent in. I've never focused. I'm like, this, this is the point where this is my a hundred percent focus. Like I need to figure out how to make this happen. And if for whatever reason I fail doing this, then, you know, I can always transition in life, but I'll never know until I put hundred percent in. Mm. And so I just like found manufacturers, got all my designs ready. Everything happened so quickly. And now I'm like, you're freaking doing this. So I'm excited. It's a good turning point for my business. And I did it. So here I am. Love it. Love it. Love it. Congrats. Kudos. I mean, everything. That's amazing. All right. So let's get to the other side of it to where there was a low to where or learning lesson how you were like, oh my gosh, you were questioning yourself. Should I still proceed with this? Is this still for me? Because we do have those times where we kind of question our own journey because it may not be what we want it to be in that moment, right? And so with that being stated, how did you get through that pressure to say, okay, even though this is happening, let me go ahead and push forward? So like I mentioned, I had lost my corporate job. And then shortly after... 
I was trying to move into a bigger place. I've outgrown my apartment that I'm at right now. I need space for my sewing machine. I need space to keep my clothes for my business. And it was up until like the week I was supposed to move where they let me know that like it had fell through and I wasn't approved. And before that, I had like thought I was moving in and it kind of sucked that they told me last minute, but then I decided like for the sake of my business, that was going to be a bigger expense. Mm -hmm. And then especially leaving my corporate job and truthfully, like I want this nicer, newer place, but like six months down the line, if I take those six months to save up money, use all the extra money for my business and for investing in my future, where will that get me versus spending all my money on a nicer, newer luxury place? So finding out that I lost my job, I was a wreck for like a week. I felt like such a loser. And I felt like I needed to focus on my business and move into a newer place to prove to myself that I wasn't this person. Mm. That that I could make something happen and that I could do better. And then I find out that I'm not approved to move into this place. And I took that really hard too. I was just so low. I felt like I was shot way back into my depression, way back into my anxiety. I'm like, how do I even move forward? Like lost my job and not moving. I'm stuck, essentially stuck in the same place. Like how do you move forward when you feel stuck? And I took that hard for a couple days, but then I have to remind myself that like all these successful people that we see on social media, we do not know what they went through to get there. They could have been in not an ideal situation and still putting up a face, putting up a front and chasing their dreams. So I decided that if I gave into this negativity, it was never going to happen for me. So every morning I have been getting up or I will get up and I manifest to myself. I get up and I think about my biggest goal and where I want to go in life. And I imagine like I'm there. I imagine I'm already there and everything is happening for me. And I feel like that gives me motivation to continue on, even though this is not the most ideal situation to start my business. In fact, many would be like, you should just look for a job. You should focus on getting on your feet and then focus on your business. But I feel like what better time than now? Like if didn't work out for me in the corporate industry. My business was always my end goal. I was only there to make extra money to focus on this. And it was taking away so much focus from this that I had put a pause in my business. So I wasn't focused on the long-term goal. I was focused on short-term. And so I feel like this is the worst time, but it's the best time. And I'm just rolling with it. Absolutely. And I think you said something really important because it can be scary. It can be scary. It can be, this is not happening for me. I don't like where I'm at. This is not what I wanted. But she took that sacrifice to say, okay, 
Let me put myself together. I took them days to, you know, <laughs> be sad. And I took those days to get myself together. But this is where we are. And we got to make the best to where my goals are in the future. We got to make it happen. We got to make it work. And you remind yourself that this is not the end. Even though I'm not where I want to be, doesn't mean I'm not going to be where I want to be. And so those goals to remind you to say, this is the type of vacation home that I want. This is the type of lifestyle that I want was a reminder to still push forward. Because if you stay where you are, you're going to stay where you are. You're going to be sad every day. You're going to be depressed. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to stay in that so in that mind frame until you figure out, okay, this is not the end. We have to push forward. So I want to give you kudos for just having that mindset of changing it. Changing it to say things are going to get better. So thank you so much for sharing that. A lot of times... People like they show off like their success at the end, but if they didn't come from like already being set up for success, like they got like a really good business loan or they had a rich family or whatever, and which I have nothing against that. I honestly have nothing against that. If that's your life and you took advantage of that, then I mean, we would all have done the same thing, you know, and that's amazing that you got those opportunities. Your parents set you up for that. But the people that didn't have that, that they really had to work, save up their money to invest in their business, and they had nobody to guide them, they didn't know where to go. Those people not all the time talk about their past. Or when they do talk about their past, it's after they're already successful. So it seems like they achieved it overnight. But if they really broke down like what they went through for years on end to get there, if they really told you like, look, there were times where like I was eating tuna for two weeks because I needed $20 to keep like my business website open. If you really heard how bad it got, sometimes you wouldn't feel like such a failure or you wouldn't feel like such a loser because it's not, it's not perfect. Like it, it'll never be perfect. And that's, that's reality, honestly. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, so this is another special segment. It's called One Free Advice. So what is one free advice that you can give somebody that's a little girl, a little boy that's listening and they just need that little bit of encouragement? One free advice I could give you is to start now and start young on your finances of course you know have fun all of that but one free advice that I could give you is to start your journey of failure where you're at no matter it's 16 years old 10 years old or if it's 30 35 40 whatever age you're at It's never too early and it's never too late to start. Don't waste time being afraid because you're too young, you're too dumb, you're too inexperienced, or you're too old, your time has passed, whatever. Don't waste your time. Just start today on whatever dream, whatever goal you have, however small it may seem. Start today on whatever it is, no matter how dumb it seems to other people because I have chased some really dumb goals 
but I promise you it will be worth it. And it only teaches you what's possible and you will continue to keep having goals and grow after that. Nice. All right. Well, tell the people how to find you, how to shop with you. What's up? Uh, Yes. So my Instagram is pretty fit where it's pretty fit underscore where you could shop on there as well. I will be at the event on December 13th at the Sweet Tooth Hotel. I will be doing a preview of my spring 2023 line, which I'm really excited about. And then I'll have shopping there as well. So if you want to come in person, they'll have panel shopping, fashion show. It's going to be an incredible event. Nice. All righty. So to end it, we have our motivational moments where we just pe- leave people just encouraged and to go on as they finish up this episode. So usually motivational moment, I do scriptures from the Bible, quotes, anything of that nature. So you mentioned something earlier about you can hit rock bottom, but you can always find your, your way up. I want to talk about that a little bit more. If you can repeat that quote and then let's discuss it and then we'll end it today. I believe I actually got this from a motivational talk from Les Brown. Mm -hmm. And he's one of my favorites because he does mention personal stories from the low points in his life. And when you hear them, you're like, dang, like I cannot believe this wild, successful man in the middle of his success lost his house, got fooled, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Just because you make money doesn't mean you can never go through another low point in your life. And he's the one who said it. You can hit rock bottom. You can hit the lowest of your low. You could make a million dollars, lose it all, and you can still come back up. Absolutely. And I feel like that's with, you know, starting a new day, even though yesterday may have happened like that, but just seeing a new day, what happened in the past, you can't change it. You can only change like what's happening the next minute, the next hour, tomorrow, whatever the case may be. So I really love that. I want to talk about that as our motivational moment because I had one on my paper, but I'm like, no, nah, that was a good one. <laughs> but that is pretty much it, Melanie. Thank you so much. Are there any last words you want to give the people today or say anything that I forgot to mention? No, that's it. I appreciate you having me. And I look forward to like hearing the rest of your podcast and everybody else's stories. And I think this is a really amazing that you're doing this, especially with me, who's like a smaller creator, a smaller business. We don't always get to get like our story out and our word out. So I really appreciate you doing this and working with me. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you enjoyed yourself. Well, ladies and gents, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of What's Good Podcast. If you're listening to this morning, noon, evening, or night, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys, for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see. And I can also respond back to you guys. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates. Thank you. Have a good one.